This is Hope FM. Well, that's uh, Kerry Roberts there and keeping angels busy. I'm laughing because uh, if there's anybody who I know who would be keeping angels busy, it would be my friend Colin Bennett. You know, <laughs> They'd be working overtime with you, mate. Absolutely, they need to be, I tell you. <laughs> now, we're going to be talking in this hour of the programme about the, the real value of bringing different age groups together, you yeah. know, different traditions and so on. But before we do all of that, and for the uninitiated, Colin, tell us a little bit about the Chatterbox project. What... I mean, where did it come from? Whose idea was it? And well, you know, because it's your wife's idea. But, I mean, uh, Jan Crawford. And I have to say, what a fantastic uh, project it's been. I think she watched uh, a TV programme which was about the secret life of under fours. And the under four-year-olds went into an elderly person's home. And there they were kind of like interacting with the elderly people. And I think Jan felt that would be a really good thing to be able to to do thinking about four, three or four generations. So children, their parents, uh, grandparents, and then great-grandparents. So right across the generations. And it's something I think that we're going to see more and more of from this present government and, and subsequent governments about how we can get uh, the generations more connected. If you think to yourself, uh, those who are listening today, if you think about what is it that, that, that those generations can share together there's lots that separate those generations, but what is it that combines and encourages? One of the things that really does cut across the generations is church. Church life, you expect there from naught through to 90 plus. And so there is that sense that mm. church is one of those things. There are other things like sport, sporting events allow you to go across the generations. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think there are a few areas. You know, if you look at many, many many aspects of generations there's separation now chatterbox was designed around that and doing something really exciting and innovative with those generations so things that they would be able to identify with such as perhaps alice in wonderland day or thomas the tank engine day am i allowed to advertise you and um, well, you just done it <laughs> exactly those kind of days that so there would be a session that would be run either one or two hours in the cafe and, and be running and there would be an interactive program and I think there was something like 39 different sessions that were run during the, the space of, of, of that and, and I think probably over probably 70 people have interacted with, with Chatterbox during that, that time, maybe even more than that. Mm. Now Estrella, you've come all the way from Spain as a European volunteer to, to work with the Water Lily Project generally, but you've, you've been very much involved you know, with the Chatterbox Project. Yes. What was it that made you decide to come to England in, in the first place? Was it to get new experience? Yes, I was looking for a new experience and I wanted to be like volunteering experience because uh, like this I could have more time just to know the country and the culture and I, I see the offer of Water Lily Project on the European website and I really like all the activities that they do, all the different age of people like Colin say, like with older people, young people, children, so I wanted to be involved. 
Yeah, and of course now you have very much been involved and you, you've gotten involved with all these various uh, yeah. sessions which are going to tell us a wee bit more about it. Have you enjoyed okay. it? Yes, <laughs> I love it. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. And this morning I'm talking to Colin Bennett, the chairman of the Water Lily Project, and Estrella, who's one of the European volunteers, uh, both working on the Chatterbox Project. And today we're particularly looking at the benefit of intergenerational working. But before we just do that, just tell us where the Water Lily Cafe is located, Colin. Yeah, so 131 Barrack Road, and uh, right next to... Um, one stop and home base (laughs) near though he's doing a lot of advertising today isn't he I'm thinking I'm well anyway so um, yeah so very easy to find uh, and there's parking out in front front there's for about an hour so that's really good but also lots of other off street parking and and whatever so um, yeah great great venue and uh, quite a, a large footfall so uh, lots of people hear about us lots of people get involved so now obviously a large part of of what you were doing week by week in the project was celebrating traditions and of course the traditional stories and all that sort of thing but if I, if i'd rocked up myself you know and uh, what what would be the sort of format of of an average getting together yeah well so the beginning you know you'd have the, the the children would come in with their parents or carers or grandparents and they would then be encouraged to to sit down on the mat and then we'd they'd be introduced to the theme, whatever the theme was. And there would be all toys and things and activities all laid out for the children to engage. So like with. a fairy wonderland. Oh, it's, I mean, I mean, and some of the some of the, the, the sessions were just fantastic in that regard. So they'd have that they'd have. They'd probably have drink and biscuit time and all of those things, and they'd have a story, and and particularly the the helpers would be all dressed up in in costumes. So it would be. So was there a theme each week? Then? Yes, every single week. So, for example, the Thomas the Tank Engine week, that there there was a couple that came in and brought a rail track into the. Yeah into the, the, the fun <laughs> and and the children then went on to the the little miniature railway so just incredible things that 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 you know the innovative and uh, excitement there my own my own granddaughter uh, olivia and my daughter ruth they used to go regularly and they used just to be i mean olivia even now she's nearly five and she just says i love chatterbox i wish i could go back there that's mm. right, and obviously you you participated in in quite a number of the sessions. Yes. And what did you have a favorite one? Well, I have some of them. Like I really like pirate one because we dress like pirate and we made like a, a boat pirate boat. And then I really like also like Paddington Bear and Easter because they were really like showing how is the English culture. Like we don't read Paddington Bear, and here the children they all know about. Paddington Bear, all the histories and everything. So I really enjoyed it. Now, talking about tradition, here you here you were a visitor, you know, from from Spain, yes. and some of the themes must have been quite quite new to you. And yeah. so, did you learn quite a lot about British tradition? Yes, yes. In the Easter week, I learned a lot because we don't used to celebrate Easter in Spain. So I learned a lot, and we did like with the eggs and everything. So it was really grateful for me like to learn I was 
like another children there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that actually because you, we talked a lot about the children, but I mean the adults were as bad as the kids, weren't they? And Absolutely. I bet you the adults yes. want to have a go oh on that train. You know? Well, I love the pirate theme because you know you can tell who is a pirate, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know whether someone's a pirate? Because they are. <laughs> Oh dear. So, uh, so have you got used to Colin's jokes, Australia? You know? uh, no, no, the joke. <laughs> I have. Do I don't have the English humor yet. But obviously, you know, looking back on the tradition of those stories, nursery yeah. rhymes, and all sorts of of, of traditions, uh, you know, and it must have been quite a challenge each week, you know, to keep that going. Uh, but but I mean, we've we just we haven't sort of said much about the adult, you know, involvement. No. How, how did the adults get on with it? I mean, what was the real benefit to them? They they really love seeing, I think, their children engage with the theme. I think that, that so the children just enjoyed it. And, and let's face it, as a parent, if your children are happy, you're happy. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's very good. But also, I think, seeing the elderly people there and the elderly people just appreciating it and seeing the, the elderly people engage with the, the in, in the children. And that was the whole po point of of Chatterbox was to try and cut across all the generations. Now, just sort of stepping out of the box a wee bit, away from the project particularly, but let's just talk a wee bit about, about traditions and yeah. so on. I mean, there are different arguments about this. I mean, even within church life, they yes. say, well, you know, keep the oldies to the oldies and let the youngsters, the young people have their thing. Yeah. But actually, um, why is it important then to, at, at points to get everybody together? Absolutely vital. If you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6, you see in there, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. This is the Shema, uh, a well-known Jewish um, prayer, actually. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, uh, Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Impress these laws on your children when they're lying down, when they're sitting up, when they're just before they're going to bed. In other words, when don't you do it? You do it all the time and not not passively saying, oh, well, children can discover these traditions on their own. No, no, no. Impress them on your children. And so there are tremendously good godly traditions. Uh, you know, people say, oh, we don't need traditions. Get rid of them. No, worn out traditions. We don't. But godly traditions, we really do. So, you know, at our, in our house, we always say grace together. We always share about things. We pray together. Those are really good, godly traditions that right across the generations. And of course, I suppose, and maybe Australia, you could comment on this because, you know, at the younger end of the scale, you know, there's things that young people do. I mean, even take computers, for example, you know, that, uh, that there are things that come like second nature, you know, when you're mm -hmm. young because you're part of a generation that grew up mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Um, but, but then, obviously, you have the experience of age, you know. I don't know, do you still have grandparents, Australia? No, unfortunately, yeah. I don't. Did you, did you ever know your grandparents? Uh, no, they yeah. died when I was little. But so. if, I, if I said to you, with, with the experience of, you know, of the Waterloo and the fact your life experience, I mean, do you think it's important to bring, to bring older and younger together, and in fact, yes. on all ages in between? I've been always volunteering with elder people in Spain also, because I think, like, re you really learn about them and, and how they have life and how they still life and how, like, I don't know, I think it's really important to, to mm. have this connection, like for them also, because you can show them how the la your life works now, and, and I think it's a really important 
So you're bringing together the, the vibrance of youth with the experience of age, aren't you? Exactly, and you need all of that. You know, a lot of research says that really people don't easily flourish without two or three generations that can speak into them and ground them and help them understand where they've come from and where they, you know, what, what their life could be, the flourishing of people. Of course, right in the middle of that is that little three-letter word, uh, which I know you had oodles off in the Chatterbox Project, which was fun. Yeah. I thought you were <laughs> going to say sin, Blair, which would have been really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Colin. No, fun. And because actually it was a good laugh, wasn't it? <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I had the privilege of, um, of, of going in when Santa uh, appeared. So really? that was very oh, well. interesting. You know, yeah, rumour so. has it that actually he was Santa. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that on air? Oh. <laughs> Santa's assistant. I was okay. never Santa. I was always Santa's assistant. assistant. Yeah. So um, Santa's little friend. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. The, the children really, you know, again, the children and the parents and, and grandparents, they just connected so well with, with those sessions when those were on. Yeah, the uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's very very difficult to pick a favourite week, and you you mentioned the the pirate one, but I guess that that did you know what was happening the next week? Did you always tell folk now next week we're going to be doing like a fairy tale theme, or we're going to do a train theme, or yes. So Anne and Jan were working really hard on that and they skewed like a month, a whole month and they were preparing, sending material to the families when we were throw thrown. They were sending the material to me as well and the other Italian volunteer that was with us and everything was really, really prepared and that's why everything works really good because <laughs> there was a very strong connection, wasn't yeah. there? I mean, and, and if people were missing... Olivia knew she really didn't want to miss a session. She wanted to be there because she was excited about it. And, of course, Olivia's your little... My granddaughter, granddaughter yeah. yeah. And my daughter Ruth were both there. And they, they just absolutely loved it. This is Hope FM. My very special guest, uh, of course, is Colin Bennett, who's the chair of the Water Lily Project, and Estrella uh, from Spain, who's been one of the European volunteers, is one of the European volunteers, but you're hoping to be able to uh, to go home. Uh, is it the week after next, Estrella? Yes, I'm yeah. coming back home. You'd be glad to see your parents again. Yes, yeah? I am. <laughs> but, of course, that does bring us to the whole challenges of, of, of COVID and how that has affected. Now, I guess that you've all discovered the delights of Zoom. So how did that impact on the project? Yeah, so um, we've got another podcast which actually talks about the strengths and weaknesses of Zoom versus real life. So I think, I think and Australia is going to speak in a moment just about, because she's had some experiences with how that worked with, with Chatterbox. But I think one of the, the key things about it is that we're, it's seeking always, whatever we're doing, whatever technology or non-technology we use, trying to engage with those generations. And I think uh, it's interesting, even through this, Blair, you know, my, my, my daughter and my Ruth and my poorly grandson, Caleb, are listening at the moment. And isn't it wonderful that technology, I hope it gets better soon, uh, isn't it wonderful with technology, we can do amazing things. And I think sometimes we kind of like can limit ourselves and not think. But Zoom actually was, I think, really, really useful. We connected with more people on Zoom than we did in the cafe itself. So I don't know whether Australia wants to say a little bit about her experiences. Your friends in Spain could have been tuned in, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah, like I will say that thanks to Zoom and this kind of thing, a lot of things that I 
couldn't do front Spain, I will still do in front Spain. So if they keep doing the, the cafe charts online, I can do it from Spain. And thanks to Zoom, there is no limit, there is no border. And no, there's no borders. And that's one of the things that we've discovered, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I guess going back to what I said earlier on, you know, because technology doesn't come to easy to all of us. It but, does not. But, but more often, I mean, speaking generally, young people fly with technology, you know, but, uh, and, and older people may be slightly more intimidated. But sometimes it's the other way around, isn't it? It is, it is. Uh, but harder to go with a project then. Did you have any problems with people connecting and knowing what to do? I think, I think you know, with all of these things, the more you do it, the better it, it gets and the smoother it becomes. And I think at the beginning it was really tricky. But in the end, you know, it seemed to work really well. I mean, I think there were over 50 people that engaged with on Zoom over the over the period when it was on. So that was fantastic. And, of course, it, I mean, with the Zoom, as you said, Australia, it knows no bounds because literally you can be tuning in to a project anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. I've been part of something called the Southeast Partnership, and there we've been running some on- online conferences on Zoom. And normally it would just be London and the and the Southeast, but actually we've had people from all all over the place. On it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now, if you if you both had to sum up, looking back on on what's been a very successful uh, project and and many many different uh, views and and experiences uh, you know looking at different traditions and storylines and fairy tales and all, all of that how would you sum up the the real benefits for for everyone involved young and old and everybody in between i'd go straight back to what i was reading this morning actually which, which was jesus talking about traditions and saying there's some good traditions and there's some not good traditions in mark chapter 7 and in there he says uh, it's part of the commandment one of the Ten Commandments is honour your parents, and I think honour your grandparents. And it's the, uh, one of the only commandments which, got, which starts off with a promise as well, so that you may live well in the land and long in the land. And I think there's something about when we show respect and care and genuine concern for all of, across all of the generations, but particularly our parents and grandparents, I think there's something that brings a blessing. It warms God's heart, and I think it actually blesses uh, everybody concerned. And I think that's how I would describe uh, Chatterbox, that I think it's been a blessing to everybody involved. Now, we're coming out of, of lockdown. Hooray! Hallelujah. <laughs> and, uh, starting ne- ne- on the 17th, isn't it? Whenever we can begin to meet in, in restaurants. Yes, our cafe is opening in real life on the 17th, where people can come inside at the moment. As you can see, Blair, it's raining outside. Oh, yeah. well, all the so more reason for wanting to go inside. <laughs> not very good. Yeah. And Australia, you're returning to, to see the folks. Uh, that'll be special for you as well. Will you take some of these ideas back to Spain with you? Yes, definitely. As I say, I, I I was volunteering with elder people, so I'm planning to tell like the manager there how it worked Chatterbox and how it was working on Zoom as well, because there is also COVID in Spain, and I hope we can manage something there. It's great. Now, going forward, obviously, uh, Chatterbox has come to the end of its of its first cycle. Yeah. Do you think, going forward, as we come out of, of all the challenges, that there's a need for more of this type of programme? Absolutely. And uh, I'm hoping and praying that um, another charity that I'm involved in called Green Door for Families, which we're, we're, we're starting uh, on the 22nd of May in the across the conurbation, and... Uh, 
I'm praying that uh, Greendorfer families will, will take on the mantle and it'll be a really tough challenge to follow what, what Sue Daly, fantastic work Sue Daly's done, but also all the volunteers and all, particularly Jan Crawford has done in terms of making Chatterbox a real success. Well, thank you both for telling us all about it. And, and obviously, if nothing else, we've identified the, the, the real value in bringing people of all age groups uh, together and actually honouring the best of tradition. Yes. Some people think you should take all tradition and chuck it out the window. But actually, tradition is what we're made of, you know, and there's, there's good things we want to keep and learn from. Yeah. Uh, but I suppose sometimes there are some traditional Uh, things that maybe are best said goodbye to yeah and i think part of it is is for for the the older generation to say and this is why we do it the jewish passover service is all like that the youngest child is expected to ask the older relative there why do we celebrate the passover and then the story is told and i think uh, i think sometimes in britain we can lose the tradition why easter eggs why Santa, why all of those things? They only make sense when they're embedded by the older generations. Well, as we uh, draw uh, your little interview together, thank you, Australia. Another new experience. Where have you been on radio before? I've here in England. In England or in Spain or anywhere else? I've been living in several places because I studied international cooperation, so I had a lot of experience. And when I travel, I try always to know the tradition of the country and how, like, the culture, because I think it's how move the people. Especially, I'm from Spain, that is a really traditional country. So for me, tradition are really important. And of course, we 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 didn't really say a lot about the the, the very important aspect of international sharing isn't it yes, exactly. uh, and, and uh, i mean you're you're a walking proof of that aren't you that here you are uh, bringing in the richness of course yeah. of your own country yeah uh, because there's lots of things you do do in spain yeah. that we haven't really talked about during chatterboxes during for example the easter week we we were talking also about holy week in spain and we have say always goodbye in spanish and goodbye in italian and we when we were playing song games like counting flags or counting things. We were doing also like some numbers in Spanish or some numbers in Italian. So we have printed some of our culture too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all enriched because of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.